You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 466. I'm Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. It's, um, oh boy, I'm going to say over the last two weeks, I've had conversations with four customers who bought cars in the past. Yeah. Who are actively listeners to the show, which kind of scared me. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 cool. It's good. I mean, we do have reach. That's at least four people. Four. Uh, we get, well, <laughs> at least six I know of for a fact. Yeah. Nobody in my family is a num among those numbers, though. No, well, um, I take my, that back. I do have. Um, uh, um, I guess you'd say maybe an, an aunt. Maybe I guess mm-hmm. that's what she is technically. Yeah. My my mum's friend Randall. Mm-hmm. He's uh, is an avid listener. He's always listening. Hey, so, Randall, how you doing over there? Yeah. Huh? He's just doing um, okay. How's your mother? Well, he, he's just come back from um, from Florida to uh, to uh, spend some time with my mom. So uh, he's over here at the moment. He was immediately asking me about all the things I've been talking about in the show for the last few weeks. So, so he lives in Florida. He lives in Florida. He lives on the same um, kind of uh, retirement development my mother lives on over there. Gotcha. Um, but and he, and he kind of helps her out over there, and then then he's come over here to visit. So, I gotcha. Yeah. Cool beans. So, mm-hmm. uh, got some things in our show notes. I think that are going to be fun to talk about. We're going to start um, right, right, right here. You know, I bought the PS Five. I've we've discussed it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I have a really nice, it's a first generation, but I have a real nice PS4. Yeah. I don't, nobody really plays it much anymore. Um, there's actually a PS4 and a PS3 in the living room, and Julie will occasionally play uh, Lego games. Lego right. Batman, Lego Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, she enjoys them a lot. That's one of her favorite games. Yeah. And I thought she was playing it on the PS4, but no, she's been playing it on the PS3. Because mm-hmm. I asked her, so which one of these are you using? She says... I don't know. It's the one with that controller. Yes, yeah, yeah. like she, yeah. she wouldn't be able to name it. No, it's, just, it's the one with she, the Lego games on. It, no, well, no. She says she doesn't even know what console turns on. It's just yeah. she picks up the controller and hits start right. and it starts, yeah. and it's the PS3. Mm-hmm. So when I got my and I don't know if I mentioned this or not on the uh, on the Geeks Pub last week, which I hope listeners that listen to and enjoy this show is uh, enjoying. Our sister show, The Geeks Pub, you can find that at MyMac.com as well. Um, one of the cool features when I fired up the PS5 for the first time and set up my account is it said, if you have a PS4, make sure it's on the same network and it can transfer, like save data and stuff like that over. Right. I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, I haven't played the PS4 much, but I've got a lot of saved game stuff on there. Yeah. Well, I went and turned on the PS5, and uh, it's dead. I can literally hear the hard drive clicking. The PS4, you mean? Yeah, the PS4. Sorry. Right. Okay. Uh, it, it, yeah. I could hear the. It was. It's dead. Right. I was like, ah, crap. I've never looked into or attempted to change a hard drive in that. Mm-hmm. So I just did a quick Google search, and it looked like it was dead simple. It's literally one, five screws. Right. Okay. And the top just slides off. So I bought a one terabyte SSD for, I'm not kidding, like 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Now. One yeah. terabyte. That thing had a 256 meg conventional hard drive in it. Yeah. And uh, I installed it. And you would think, yeah, the PS4 is kind of old now, but even still, you would think if you boot it up and the hard drive is a new one, it would say, hey, let's join a network and set this hard drive up, right? Yeah. Doesn't work that way. You have to install from a thumb drive. Consequently, I had to download software from Sony, put that under two separate folders that has to be named exactly right. Yeah, this is, this actually think about it, this is the Sony experience. You're lucky that it doesn't need to boot off a proprietary thumb drive that only yeah. to, only Sony sells. Yeah, you're not kidding. Um, but, you know, that took me maybe an hour. Yeah. From unplugging the PS4 to it's up and running. Right. An hour. And so, boy, that thing is a lot faster now. Holy crap. Yeah. But but you can't get the data off the dead drive. No, no, I lost like, my yeah. GTA 5 saves are on there. That's all gone. And does, does the PS4 not have cloud saving? Um. Yeah, it does, but I don't know how much I used. And right. 
let's be honest i haven't i probably haven't played on the ps4 in over two years so okay it, it's anything that was saved on there it's like well who yeah, cares okay. yeah so and i've got the ps5 so um so i'm here to tell you putting an ssd in a ps4 brings way new life i almost wanted to start playing it i was like jesus yeah. but then i was like i got a ps5 and that smokes this thing oh well that um, I've, I've got to got to me that's one of the things i that really impresses about the uh the series xbox series s it has you read about this and it has this kind of funky high-end pcie ssd in it that microsoft made a great big deal about and they said you know yeah you can't um, you can't just put an extra SSD in there if you want a bit more space. You've got to buy the special one, and you kind of think, "Oh, that's a bit of a, you know, that sounds like a bit of a, of a, um, you know, a jake to try and drive extra hardware sales and everything." But it's it's certainly true. The thing in the the drive speeds in these consoles, bearing them on these games, are many many hundreds of gigabytes sometimes. It's phenomenal. Um, it's 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 amazing how quickly these games boost up compared to older systems, or even a, a, a you know a decent decent gaming PC with a fast SSD in it. I mean, it's just night and day. It's yeah. like virtually instantaneous. Absolutely. So, so what what are you going to do about the PS3 with the Lego games on? Can you move those to the PS5? Um, I, the PS5 is in a different room. Right. Okay. And Julie's the only one that plays those Lego games in the in the room where the PS3 is. Right, but could you move those to the PS4 then, at least, so you don't have the PS3 hanging about? Well, then what is she going to play on? The PS4, on, you mean? On the, on the PS4. Move them to the PS4 and get rid of the PS3, and she can play I, them I the might PS4. be able to if I use clouds, because I know that the PS3 also uses cloud storage, so right. I might be able to do that, but she doesn't care, and the PS3 right. is fine, so there's there's no real need to. Okay. You know, it's not like it's taking much space. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That was my adventures in, uh, well, the beginning of my adventures in old video game stuff because I went even farther back and wanted to revisit my youth, if you will. And I picked up, and I sent David a picture, a couple pictures actually, of the new Atari VCS, which is kind of, a, I guess you'd call it a modern take on the classic Atari 2600. Yeah, now it's, it's not clear whether this is from the original Atari or whether it's somebody who's bought the name Atari. Well, the um, original Atari is long gone. I mean, it, well, you know what I mean, though. Whether yeah. it's somebody who's kind of followed the corporate lineage all the way from the original Atari to wherever it sits now. No, not And at has all. done that, or whether it's somebody who's, who's basically bought the rights to the name. And well, this is a company that... Yeah, well, that's what they're trying to do. And they've been doing it for years now, though. So, right. I mean, is it but, the original yeah, Atari? No, but... yeah. I, I've got to be up. Yeah, but there are there are other companies who have nothing to do with Atari who've produced. There's there's uh, I think there's Blaze or somebody did the uh, the retro Atari VCS handheld that had the same kind of deal. It had the ridge look with the wooden front and the same. Yeah, but they they licensed that, that, that from that, this company. Right. Okay. So this company owns all of. The they rights. actually own the yeah. rights to Atari. Yes. And I've got to be honest. When when you sent me this picture, I thought. The last time I'd heard about this, I thought that the thing had been so delayed that it was virtually like vaporware. I never never realized they actually finished it. They did finish it. Um, the original, you know, launch edition went to all the backers. Right. Um, and this was, it's not one of those. And I actually wanted the one that has a faux wood grain on the front, but yeah, this one was on sale. Um, not quite, but almost 50% off. Now, this thing is $3.99 regular priced, right. which... It's too much. Yeah, it's it's too much. It's but not really I, for I a, still a retro console. Well, it, well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, it, it uh, kind of all depends. Depends on on how you feel about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose so. I'm 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 on the Kickstarter waiting list for my delivery of my Spectrum next. Exactly. Uh, and I guess I paid. Well, I paid two hundred forty pounds for it. So which is about, about what I. Yeah, yeah. maybe. A little, yeah. Maybe a yep. little bit more than what you've just paid for this. So anyway. No. Yeah, it's a little bit more than I paid for this. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I've been wanting to play it. And it wasn't the console itself that intrigued me. It was, the one I got came with two controllers. A more modern game controller that looks like an Xbox 360 controller. Which, the build quality is okay. I, I would put it in line with maybe a second tier Xbox 360 third party controller. Right. But they redid the Atari joystick. 
And every picture I looked at, it looked like it was just really solid, a really good build quality. Um, the joystick handle itself, I thought maybe it was metal or something, aluminum. Mm -hmm. or It is chintzy. Really? Yeah. I'm yeah. really, really well, disappointed in how chintzy that, it feels. Well, you could suggest the original one was somewhat chintzy. Oh, no question about it. it, it <laughs> I will say it's better than the original. The, other, the original, well, they were terrible. Yeah. Um, well, but you know one what? of the they, things the I do original, like, the original felt terrible, but it actually kind of worked. I mean, it and, did. and they were bombproof. I mean, they were really yes. hard to break. Uh, if you disc, well, nah, I don't know if I would say hard to break. They held up pretty well, except for the part that covered the joystick itself. Those things wore out and what, fell the off. Rubber, the yeah, ru they, they had like a rubber cover. Yeah, on, didn't they? and then yeah. you see the poor, poor. Atari joysticks with the white metal plastic right. sticking up. Um, one of the things that they did, because remember the original Atari came with the paddles as well. Right. For, you know, there was a... <laughs> there was a games. Pong game. There was yeah, a there Pong was a, game. Yeah. There was a Pong game, and I think was there a night driving game or something like that? There was that a few. There was a few that used yeah. the, the paddles. But the paddles were probably maybe 10%, if that, of all the games released for the Atari yeah. 2600. Well, what they did was they made the stick that comes out, you know, the actual joystick. Yeah. You can rotate it. It All is. All right, okay. Yeah. I can hear the cat knocking off. Uh, well, she knows, I'm, she knows I'm podcasting. She's she knows, in there she knocking knows. stuff off the Christmas tree. Every single week. Psst, Luna. <sighs> Don't make me call Slytherin. <laughs> so... The hardware is decent, if you, I, I guess you can say it's not. It's not going to win any awards. Let me put it well, that way. So, so the the weird thing was you said you were doing BIOS updates, and I went, "What do you mean? Is it is that a PC?" <laughs> and it turns out, it yes, is. it is a PC. That's pretty much all it is. Yes, I have to say, when I first turned it on, it was uh, the interface is very. I'm going to be nice here, janky, right, and. Yep, just set that anywhere there, <laughs> Luna. Um, it, it's janky. And before I could do anything, uh, it wants to connect to a network. That's fine. The problem is my I was having network issues at the time, and I didn't realize it. So it would be halfway through something, and it would just kind of freeze up because it lost network connectivity. Right. So once I got that resolved, it downloaded uh, a couple system software updates, and then it wanted to update the BIOS, and I actually took a picture of that and sent it to David because it's like, this is more retro than I realized. I mean, holy crap, that is Linux BIOS from freaking 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just, let, let's be honest. If for You and I are very tech-heavy guys, okay? Yeah. You're just some guy that's in a store, and you see this, and you're like, oh, my God, I played that when I was a kid. I Ah, oh, it's four hundred dollars, but man, I really like my Atari. I'm going to pick this up. So you pick this up, you get it home, um, you set it up. Connecting the controllers is hit or miss. It worked, and then the controller would drop off. It was terrible. Uh, aren't they just? Uh, oh, they're wireless, are they? They're wireless Bluetooth. Right. You can plug them in, but I never did. Right. Um, and then you couldn't. I couldn't figure out how to connect the joystick because I did the Microsoft 360 type controller first. Right. And so everything's going swimmingly once I got past the original jankiness and the BIOS update and all that. But then I couldn't log in. It wouldn't, I, it, it was very confusing. So I finally um, got logged in. And there's two things on there. One of them is an Atari Classics, and there's almost no games in there. I mean, yeah. it's like maybe eight arcade and eight 2600 games. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, and it takes forever That's, to stupid thing for it to launch. And then uh, once it does launch, this is all you hear. This is the fan sound. Wow. And then about 10 seconds later, I'm like, are you kidding me? For, this, for it's 2,600 and 40-year-old and arcade games. That and the fan weird. just randomly kicks on. I'm like, what What are you doing that's making you so hot that you have to kick this fan on so often? So I, I have to question. First of all, I would say, for that sort of money, I'd expect every game Atari ever made preloaded right? on that thing. Exactly. Right? It's and I get that, I get Atari. If, yeah, I get that you have a store, but that's for third-party stuff. That's for... 
Linux games and Android games that have been converted over. And this whole thing just runs on Linux anyways. Right. So, I, okay, fine, there's going to be a store, but I should have every Atari game ever made for the 2600, 5200, 7800, Jaguar. That should and the all arcade be on games there. and all of that, yeah. All of it, yeah. yeah. So oh, I was, what's the point? So, so can you, I mean, can you add, suppose you want an, a diff, an Atari game that's not on there, an Atari arcade game, can you add that on? Uh, yes, they have a, a store, and some oh. of that stuff is there. Well, it had, so but, how much do they charge for a game? Oh, a couple box tops. Well, I, okay. I didn't see any game more than like three fifty. I mean, right. it's, but if it's you want all of cheap. the games, that's still expensive expensive money. These it games, is. Are, these games can be found on the internet for nothing. You could argue that that's not that's not um, legal, um, and I'm sure they would argue that's not legal. But the point is, they are available for nothing. So therefore, what you should do if you are going to charge for them is you should bundle the hell out of those things. You know, five dollars, and you should be able to get fifty games, not one game. I'm looking for um, the software that comes with it. It's, because it? It, it's it has the Atari OS, which is some sort of Linux, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, where is it? Well, it comes with Atari Vault, and you can buy the next Atari Vault, and it's pretty expensive, I guess you'd say. Yeah. But it also has something on there that's called Anstream Arcade. Now, it's a subscription service and it costs like 40 bucks a year. But I thought that was, a, see, this is, I didn't do any research at all. I just fired it yeah. up as most people would. Yeah. So I thought that that was like, oh, okay. I spent this, but really I have to subscribe and then I have all the games. Fine. I'll subscribe. So I did. Well, yeah, it, says, it says here, play thousands of retro games, ever expanding arcade games library. I, I know what you're going to say because I've heard of this. And it has pictures of what have we got? Galaga, Earthworm Jim, Mortal right. Kombat, Pac Man here. Yep. Yeah. And so this Anstream Arcade is a separate company. They're just installed on there. Anybody, you, you can get yeah. Anstream Arcade on your computer. It says here on the website uh, whether at home, play Anstream Arcade on your terms, whether at home on your computer, Amazon Fire Stick, Nvidia Shield, Atari VCS, or on the go with your Android mobile or tablet device. Yep. So basically, this is just a. A game service and it looks like it's streaming mm -hmm. yeah and stream obviously so so you're actually streaming these games from their servers rather than right rather than yeah. them being locally but quite honestly i fired up about eight nine ten games on it and it launched almost as quick as the built-in games right. because and these games are just very small and, and does i'm it on high-speed internet does it have all the classic arcade games you'd expect on there yeah i i didn't see anything that i was like oh i wish it had that right okay but, but it, it you works. don't need to buy you don't need to buy a four hundred dollar Atari VCS to uh, and any, anybody thinking they're cheap for versions apparently the cheap versions don't come with the controllers so right yeah what's the point well, yeah um, you, you got I mean the whole point of the Atari for me is the joystick yeah but this is this is my problem I think with this except system. it well let me finish though okay this right. is a this is not a four way joystick. So I can't tell you how many times I tried playing Pac-Man and it goes up rather than to the right because I wasn't going exactly right. Oh, man. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it, so, that's so, the thing. So, yeah, so that that's a real problem. Mm -hmm. But but the, the issue I have with it is, the, as I said, this thing has taken so long to come out that it was uh, it like, took a long it took yeah. over two years before we finally got it I, I think it was even more than that i think could've, from could've when be. it was first announced because i think they revised the design once or twice as well yeah. uh that i don't know but what yeah. always got me was um i'm gonna do a search for atari vcs announced uh, the thing for me with this is that after after you after the bios thing was what said because uh, i assumed like kind of like you did that this is a retro console so much like the original Atari, one of the beauties of it over the computers of the day was you plugged it in, turned it on, and it just worked, right? So when you said about the BIOS, I thought, well, that's kind of odd. And then I looked into it and found out what it was. It's this Linux PC, yeah? And, and my immediate question is, why the hell did it take them so long to come out with what's effectively a jumped-up Raspberry Pi? That's really all it is. <laughs> yeah. And, and quite and, honestly, if they just, and maybe they do, what I wish I would have bought 
is just the Atari joystick and be able to connect that to a Raspberry Pi and use that. Yeah. Yeah, because that gives you kind of the retro feels. I've got to be honest. I mean, I have a, a system that's similar to this, the Evercade. This came yeah. out, by the way, June 15th of this year. So it's yeah, been out six months and you didn't even know it. No. Um, but I have the Evercade, and I've talked about that before, and that's the handheld thing that plays retro games, and it yep. uses cartridges. But the advantage of the... And, yet, you know, it has many of the same limitations you're talking about here. You know, the hardware is okay, but not brilliant. Um, it's expensive for what it is if you buy it full price. Then, obviously, you've got to buy the cartridges, and the cartridges may have maybe have six or ten games on. And of those games, you're not going to like all of them. And they do con- cartridges of different genres. They've got a couple of Namco ones. They've got a couple of Atari ones. They've got some independent games. They've got some Data East and Tato and stuff like that. So you have to kind of pick and choose what you want. But the advantage of the Evercade is that because the hardware is tied to the cartridges, it is literally plug and play. It could not be simpler. Yeah. Which for me, if you want nostalgia, that's exactly what you want because... As I said, that's what the original Atari was like. You plug the cartridge in, turned it on, and it just worked. The yep. game might suck, yeah, but, it works but everything every time. works. And yep. it's very rare that you got the the kind of mismatch between the controller and the interactivity and everything like that. The game its play itself might be rubbish. The graphics were often terrible, but it was relatively rare that you found that the actual mechanics of the game didn't work because of the limitations of the hardware. Yeah. And that's the problem we have nowadays is all the time you hear, well, you know, it's kind of okay, but... Get him. Kill him. My, my dog has heard your cat. That's what the problem that's is. What was, that's what I was talking yeah. about. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I... I this I've got to be honest. I, I don't. I don't get it. I really don't. If it was a hundred dollars, maybe. Yeah, maybe but you I know think, me with you know. classic video games. It's, yeah, I'm a sucker for this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the problem. We all are. I've been. You, have you ever? You've, you've. We. You had the the Commodore 64 thing, didn't you? Didn't somebody buy that for you? Um, or didn't you get it? The little yeah, no, I've got it. It's yeah. behind me on a shelf. D- yeah. Is the one you've got the one with the working keyboard? Or no, the small it's, one a without? Fake, it's a fake so, keyboard. So the small one without, one of the problems with that is, again, it was... you got to sem- plug a keyboard into it to do anything. Yeah, well, well, yeah, there was that. But also, the, the games that came on it kind of worked out of the box. But one of the problems with it when it first launched is everyone said the joystick sucked. It did. So when they did the next version, which was the Maxi version, which is a full-size Commodore 64 clone with a proper keyboard on it, sure enough, the joystick is much better, but it's more expensive. But even that is only, uh, I think, probably $150. Yeah. Yeah? Now, that is basically the same system for Commodore 64 as what you have for Atari there, except that they, because it's a PC, they've got an alternate mode, apparently, where you can run Windows or Linux or Media Server on it. You could do that on this, too. You can install Windows on it. No, that's what I'm Linux. saying. On, the, on your Atari, you can yeah, do that. Yes, yeah, but yes. the point is, is that is not worth the extra... No. For the $400, they're charging full price for this. No. It's you know, not. So it doesn't so my recommendation me, is anybody, yeah, anybody listening to this... Don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> if you find it for maybe ninety nine bucks, you know, go ahead and take a crack at it. Why not? But and that's only if it comes with, you know, it's the bundle, you, the controller, the bundle with the controller. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, do not bother. It's yeah. it's just not good. Well, especially I, I, wa- I want it to be good, Dave. But I really, yeah. I never buy something like this thinking I bet this is going to be shit and it's going to be worth talking about on the show. Yeah. That's not the case. I want to enjoy it. I wanted to play some of these classic arcade games, which I, I've got on multiple platforms already, including yeah. the Xbox and the PlayStation. I've got it on my mini PC gaming computer. I've got all these games already. Well, you, yeah, you've got them on a full-size arcade cabinet. Let's be honest, a lot of them. Yeah, I wasn't going <laughs> to mention that. But, I, I, you know, I, I really wanted to use... I'll be honest, and I, and I started saying this earlier and I stopped. What really intrigued me about this when I first saw it was the controller. Was that 2600 yeah. iconic looking controller updated as a modern piece of kit? Yeah. And if it was made out of metal, just some lightweight aluminum, if it had some heft to it, I would be enamored with it. You know, if the clickiness of the, uh, of the, joystick itself was good if the rotating you know you could feel it it was a ball bearing type of thing if any of that was true i wouldn't be as disappointed but because it is so chintzy and made to the lowest common denominator 
I'm disappointed. It, well, the, it's not yeah, good. It, it sounds like they spent all their budget on building the the console hardware. What what did and, they spend money on? <laughs> well, yeah, but well, obviously they, it's just it's a, a mini PC. Yeah, but AMD it took, processor, it took mean, them three four years to bring that thing out. So they obviously that's where they concentrated their effort, and that no, is the they wrong concentrated place. their effort on the software itself, getting that working, and then they did a shit job. Well, yeah, but frankly, I mean, they, I mean, main. <laughs> MAME and RetroPie and all of those other platforms do that stuff out of the box. No problem. Yep. The, this is the issue, is that running an emulator on PC hardware or ARM hardware or anything is, 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 it should be bread and butter for these companies Yeah, now. it's trivial. Yeah. Um, unless they're doing special, is it, it... I mean, if it was FPGA and it was actually running um, a hardware emulation of the original hardware in the thing, I'd be more impressed. Or if they so even we, were to put a slot so you can go to this, uh, some retro gaming store and buy some old Atari games and slot them in and play it. You can't even uh, do that. Yeah, there is a there is a, uh, a retro company that's doing a system yeah, for I that. Know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I well... As I say, I'm, I'm di- I was disappointed that you were disappointed. Yeah, um, I appreciate I, your. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I've been in the same position for you. If I came across one of these for not much money, I might be tempted to buy one, but I certainly wouldn't go out and and uh, and buy a new one. Yeah, um, I'm, I made an idiot. I can't help it. Well, well, you know, you, you took one for the team. Yeah, we well, appreciate, appreciate that content. Yeah, took one for the content. So, Does that make um, the content tax taxable? I think so. Yeah. yeah. But you and I both came across the same article at Ars Technica. Uh, there was a video included, which I watched, which I have to say was the worst background music in any video I've ever watched. Uh, I felt like see, I was having yeah, a seizure I don't, or something. I don't watch these things when they come out on video because you know why? I don't like watching video because it's not it's not a really... Uh, I can read really fast, and so I find having to watch a video with somebody clunky music and the first 20, 30 seconds of going, well, if you like this channel, click here and so make sure you subscribe and all of this. I, I or they, like have, any of they have their own little looping video thing at the end or at yeah. the beginning for 40 seconds. You're like, you know what? No one's watching it to watch your freaking intro crap. Exactly. It's great that you learn how to use a 3D program and... Or you paid someone to make your little logo spin and then some shots in the background of previous videos or some crap. Stop. No one cares. That's why well, we don't play yeah. theme music on the show anymore. That's right. No yeah. one cares. So so I don't watch those Although we do play videos. music at the end. That just kind of yeah. lets people visual or uh, audible know, yeah, for, oh, the show's coming to a close. For the, yeah, for the people who are um, still struggling through it to know that they're... Uh, they're almost, like, it's almost yeah. over, people. <laughs> You almost made it to the end. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I don't watch these videos. I tend to read with people who write up the videos, and then, and that's how I find out about this. So, well, I wanted to see it because I wanted to, <clears throat> I wanted to see them pushing the buttons. I wanted to see if they open it up. I wanted to see it. Well, let's, so let's tell people really, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After that build up, so this is a keyboard and trackball. That yeah. was used in a U.S. missile silo. In a Minuteman II missile control system. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, i got to be honest. And so what this guy has done is, you know, he, he, he's basically, he's taken it, he's figured out all the wiring, he's reversed engineered the keystrokes, and he's built uh, one of those Arduino converters yeah. to turn it effectively into a USB keyboard and trackpad. It's not quite perfect. No. Because, you know, hey, it was never designed to do that. But it it's the sort of thing you immediately look at that. And if you're remotely into technology, you kind of go, uh, that cool. is really cool. And I'd love to have that on my desk. Mm, yeah. I don't want it. It's too big, but it, <laughs> it is kind of cool. Yeah. I, it's cool in the worst kind of way, if you know what I mean. Well, it's yeah. like, oh, uh, this thing yeah. is so heavy and it's overbuilt. Right, and yeah. but. But I'd love to be able to type one of my word reports on a keyboard that could have annihilated the world. Well, literally. Yeah. <laughs> there is something to be said for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, take this week's this, this week's sales PowerPoint, Brad. It's nuclear. <laughs> It'll blow you away. This is so hot; it's almost radioactive. Um, speaking of radioactive. <laughs> It looks like uh, Twitter's 
long-running CEO stepped down. Yeah. And uh, you know what's weird is a whole bunch of CEOs quit over the last two weeks. You know why? I think they've realized that planets had it, and they're all going to leave on Elon Musk's starship and go and live on Mars. I think it's because that one <laughs> uh, Jeffrey I, I, Epstein's uh, associate is in is in trial now. There, <laughs> they've realized the jiggy's oh, up. Yeah, jeez, <laughs> we're next. We got to get out of here. Um, and then of course the new guy comes in and he's completely reorganizing everything. Yeah, well, he wants to. He wants to make it in his own image. Well, and look. To be honest with you, I think. Twitter's needed a lot of change for a long time. Yeah, I think that's it. Twitter, I think under Jack Dorsey, Twitter has been pretty stagnant, and I think a lot. And it's be, and it's a quagmire of misinformation and bullshit and hate speech. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it is pretty toxic at this point, and I'm sure that the new CEO wants to try and turn it into something that he thinks is going to make more money. Sure. The the reality is. is the reality is, of course, though, by by using Twitter to make more money, that will probably make it worse than it already is. Might, yep. It might be different to kind of worse. They they could flush all the neo Nazis and the right wingers and the horrible people and the toxic culture and uh, the you know the the peop- the left wingers who want to cancel everybody for uh, even thinking a banned thought uh, and all of that. And they can get rid of all of that and turn it into what it used to be, which was uh, you know a fairly interesting and fun way to interact with people you couldn't normally interact with but the problem is if they do that with monetization then they'll be replacing one horrible thing which is all the toxic speech on there with another which will be um, a bunch of bots selling bots and ads and all the kind of rubbish you get on instagram and facebook and um (laughs) you know there was that big thing a few couple weeks ago where um Facebook rebranded as Meta and they started talking about all this science fiction stuff that doesn't exist that apparently they're going to invent, which is, you know, kind of like Neil Stevenson, Neil Stevenson's, um, you know, uh, a VR universe, right? I, interestingly enough, I saw all the stuff they, they did in the videos. There wasn't a single ad. And I thought that doesn't look like Facebook at no. all. What's going to happen if, with, with the Metaverse is that you will be there in your meeting and all of a sudden... Yeah, this intrusive ad for Viagra pills is going to pop up in the middle of the table and start um, pushing itself in your face. It'd probably be more like Burger King. It'd be the Burger King icon guy, the the, the Burger King dude. It'd be like, it'd be like, a, it'd holding be like out adver- a Whopper to you. It's really <laughs> yeah. creepy. It'd be like an advertising version of, of Clippy. You know, oh, I see you having a meeting. Would you like to buy some staples with that? <laughs> And your 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 um, ad block will be some little dude running out, stabbing the ad guy in the heart, and he'll exactly, die right there. Yeah, and he'll be like, ha ha ha, <laughs> got him. It'll be horrible. Put it that way. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's just a whole bag of yeah. It's bad. Angry cats uh, and the, water. The unfortunately, I think the only way to properly monetize these things is to charge people to use it. And that's really the, the the only decent way of doing it. Of course, nobody's going to do that because they don't think they'll get volume if they do that. That would be, yeah. and, and you know what? Doing that would also be a good way of getting rid of more more of the horrible people, because you know there's an awful lot of people who abuse social media because they can, and it doesn't cost them anything. If they've got to pay to abuse people, then you're only going to get the people who really want to do that, and then you can control them. Mm, maybe I, I don't know. Hate finds a way. It seems. Um, talking about terrible ideas. <laughs> Go ahead with this one because you're more familiar. So, um, Microsoft's been catching some heat the last few weeks. So, uh, I, I obviously I know you use Windows at work. Um, I have it here at home. It's uh, my yeah, gaming PC. Yeah, but I but I don't know how much you actually interact with it on a daily basis, and I presume your work PC is kind of locked down. Or yeah, well, corporately it's controlled. all. Yeah, it's all yeah. virtual. So you don't get the full Windows 10 out-of-the-box experience that a lot of general consumers do. And for many years now, since Windows 10 came out, really, Microsoft has been experimenting with pushing some of their less popular things right into your face. Yeah, so and they started doing this with Windows 10 itself back when you're on Windows 7. People yep. were getting pop-ups saying, you really much should upgrade to Windows 10. Windows 10 is doing that now on Windows to Windows 11, which is kind of annoying when you're doing it on a PC that's not capable of running Windows 11. Um, you know, it goes, you should try Windows 11 and click here to check. And then you check and it goes, you can't run Windows 11. <laughs> but um, they've uh, they use their Edge browser 
they are, they have always quite relatively aggressively pushed you towards the Edge browser, which was annoying in the early days because Edge wasn't really very good. You would download Chrome and it would say, are you sure you want to use Chrome? These are all the good things about Edge. And you're like, Shut, get the, out of here. It, uh, I guess it, it's doing that even worse now. So, uh, Is it really? Yeah, about, about two, three years ago, um, Edge switched to actually being based on Chrome. It's based on the Chromium project. And actually that made Edge a lot better. For a long while, Edge was actually a better alternative to Chrome because it was like Chrome without all the icky Google stuff. The yep. problem is Microsoft are now replacing it with icky Microsoft stuff. So um, in Windows 11, they uh, currently they've made it very difficult to change the default browser from Edge, such as you can't just say, oh, I want a different browser. You have to basically every possible extension that might open in a browser, you have to individually change from Edge to whatever your other browser is, which is really kind of hostile. And they have... Because they own Bing, they've had these um, in, uh, integrations with Bing for a long time. So it pushes you all towards using Bing as a search engine, and you can collect Bing points, which gives you free Microsoft money uh, and that sort of thing. But obviously, a lot of people don't want to do that because Bing is not as good as, as Google when it comes to searching. But what they've started doing now is um, for the last 12, 18 months, Edge has had this coupon engine in it. So you go to a website, you're about to buy something, and if you're on Edge, and I use Edge all the time, it will say, oh, we might be able to save you some money here. You know, do you want to check for a coupon? And it will automatically input coupons into the page you're on and see if they can save you money. And and that's fine, but the thing is it's built into the browser. It's not an extension. So it, it you have to go into the browser settings to turn it off rather than extensions. And And some people have been a bit uncomfortable with that and now what they've done is they've partnered with one of these buy now pay later companies that allows you to uh, spread your payments over a certain period of weeks or months and they've built that into the browser as well so now when you go and buy something it's going to pop up and offer you effectively an ad to this third party service called zip and they're going to say well you know you don't have to pay for this all today you could you know spread the payments over the next three months interest free pay every month interest free the problem with that is that that's fine as long as you are organized enough to do that secondly as long as you know in the next two months you're going to have the money and you're not you're not actually spending money you haven't got uh, and thirdly you make sure you hit the payments on time because while there's no interest they hit you with a pretty hefty fee if you miss a payment um and again built into the browser not as an extension something that you have to go on you know it's it's kind of like just what i was just saying about the facebook metaverse this is becoming a utility that you want to to do use to do something and it's got intrusive monetization elements into it that you don't want and it's built in it's not it's it's optional in that you can turn it off but you have to go and find it. it's turned on by default and it's not an extension it's not something you choose to load it's baked into the software and you have a look at it and you think really microsoft you have a team of people who are spending time and money building the software to do this instead of making it better it just it 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 really is kind of off-putting, and the products they're choosing, coupons are fine, but buy now pay later is really one of the senior parts of the finance industry. Yeah, you know, massively. Um, you know, good. I, they're not the only one. Apple has the Apple credit card and everything, but they don't. Safari doesn't try and shove that down your throat when you use it. No, no, you know. it, it it's a bad. Well, bad optics and business practice here from Microsoft. I'm, yeah, and I, it's I don't a double standard. It's a double standard because when you use Microsoft in a uh, um, software in a business environment using business licenses, you don't get any of this stuff. Yeah, it's either turned off, or if it's if it's not turned off, you can set policy to make sure that nobody ever sees it. So what they're doing basically is they're they're creating a two tier system where if you're a business customer, you get. Uh, the real experience and if you're a non-business customer you get this horrible um you know facebook mark facebooktized marketing stuff shoved in your face yeah you know and yeah it it doesn't it doesn't look seemly for a company that's one of the richest companies in the world frankly it's because they want to try and juice their bing numbers but (laughs) no who's using bing well a lot of people who use edge because it's the default it's terrible you know not that Google is any better nowadays. I mean, no. Well, look, yeah, it's you could argue that um, that maybe Bing is better than Google because Bing uh, Microsoft is not using the data they 
generate from Bing in the same way that Google uses the data from there. But the problem is, even that argument is weakened by these activities that Microsoft are doing because it, then it becomes, well, Microsoft m- might not be doing what Google does, but they're doing different icky things yep. than Google yep. rather than not doing any icky things, which you'd think would be, uh, Apple's been pretty successful with saying we're privacy first. You'd think Microsoft might want to get on that train, but I, I'm, not. I'm really surprised by this move by Microsoft, to be honest, because I thought they had turned a corner. I yeah. thought when they're, the focus of Microsoft was supposedly cloud and Xbox that this kind of thing was going to go away. Yeah. This kind of it's and it's not like they've ever gotten to um trouble in the past for mono- <coughs> exactly. uh, excuse me something yeah. caught my throat there. I mean um, it's like the they can't thing. they didn't learn anything from when they first launched Explorer. The, the, this is the weird thing about what they've done with Windows 11, making it really hard to turn off the default browser, is, is yeah, that is exactly the sort of stuff that they got in trouble with with Internet Explorer. Yeah. Now, I presume they're, they're calculating that the market has changed, and now everybody bundles browsers, so they're allowed to do that. But I think there's a difference between bundling a browser and forcing and a browser forcing. on people. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and, and their actions, I think, personal opinion, of course, and that doesn't mean anything is that they really are trying to force people to use their product over the competitors and yeah you know i don't know it's it 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 leaves a bad taste in my it's you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of these and you probably don't have these in the uk but here in the u.s if you go to any area of any larger city yeah uh, that has uh, predominantly poor people in it you will quickly see all of these little car lots that are buy here, pay here. Yeah. And it sounds, oh, well, I, 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 you know, we don't check credit. No money down. What you don't know is they put like a tracker, um, yeah. a low jack in there. Yeah. And that if you're one day late on your car payment, and by the way, a lot of them call it a lease. They don't even call it. Yeah. That you're, it's a lease to buy. Yeah. That's how they get away with this. Um, they literally will turn off your car and come pick it up. So we we, we do have that, to be honest. Not quite the same, um, but I, and I'm not sure about the technology, but you're absolutely right. We have the cheap car lots in the poorer parts of town, as well as the, the other thing we have here, which you guys don't have, is betting shops where you can legally go and bet, and those are all clustered in the poorer parts yeah, of town. Yeah, they're called casinos here. Yeah, no, these these are the, this is this is like this likes a makes a casino look like a high class establishment. Nothing makes, shop, yeah. nothing makes a casino look like a high no, class. No, but a betting shop is this you know the sort of thing you see in the movies where yeah, I know exactly what bookie, you're talking about. Yeah? Yep. This is a legalized bookie. Yeah. So they are pretty scummy and they are often populated by a lot of people who don't look like they can afford to bet a lot of money. But I, I as an aside, we, we do have these things. In fact, um, probably about it was probably getting on for 20 years ago now because I'm old. Um, my company actually did some work for a finance company that specialised in providing finance for these sorts of car loans. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, they were very much aimed at the, the part of the market where people could not get regular credit. And so the interest rates were very high. The cars were often of poor poor quality. Yeah. Yep. And they were based – this company was based in Wales – um, I went to the head office a few times because we were doing um, central computing work for them. Um, and I saw in the car park, you know, they had vans full of big burly guys who were who were the debt collectors. <laughs> yeah. And they looked like they would come down and basically um, forcefully impose on you the need to make a payment there and then to clear your currently outstanding debt. Yep. Um, and um, I'm not saying that they threaten people because that would be illegal but certainly they were an intimidating bunch put it that way yeah it's pretty disgusting behavior um yeah and i don't know what the answer is other than outlawing these kind of business practices which are predatory on every level the the problem is is that yeah it's it's a it is nuanced because often people who have bad credit or or 
very little money. This is the only way they can afford to even have a vehicle at all. And sometimes they need a vehicle for the reasons we all need a vehicle. To go to the doctors, to go to the hospital, to get to your job, to do the groceries. And it's very difficult to do that without a vehicle. So... In, in, and, and that's, of course, the defence of many of these companies is saying we are providing service to people who otherwise could not afford to have the service. Well, they'll but say the problem that, but is, what's happening is they're trapping these people in a situation they can't get out of. Because yeah, I've exactly. had yeah, a it's few, a dead trap. Yeah. N- not, not very many, to be honest, because most people who buy Toyotas, are they generally have good credit, they're better educated. That's one of the reasons I like selling their products, because quite honestly, the, the customer base is knowledgeable. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will have someone come in very nice person wanting a car this car i've got is a pos yeah and you go get it appraised and you find out it's worth you know 1500 bucks and then you uh they come back from their test drive and you go so how much do you owe on this and they're like oh i got it at you know abc car lot down the road and you're like oh shit um and of course, it's a lease; it's not a purchase. Although you get to own it at the end of your lease, so I don't know how they get away with that. But if, well, if you pay, if you paid four or five times the, what the car's worth over the life of life your lease, at so least say, you get to own own your worthless car at the end. Mm-hmm. So I call that car dealership to see what the payoff is, and it's ten thousand dollars. Yeah, on a nineteen ninety eight Chevette. I mean, it's like, are yeah. you what What are you guys doing down there? Yeah, I mean, you're just well, basically, yeah, they're, char- they're trapping people in debt. They're charging in them a level of interest that means that they'll never, at the, at the payments they can afford, they'll never be able to pay it off. Yeah. Yeah, and it just means they're extracting money out of people who can't afford it. That's the problem with it. That is the, or their and, credit and, is so bad, there's no way I can... Well, here, th- here's a weird one. I had a customer. Um, she is uh, a member of a Native American tribe. Mm-hmm. And that Native American tribe owns a casino. And with the money that the tribe makes from the casino, they actually give everybody as a member of the tribe money. Right. Which is cool. Yeah. Except this person and her mother are, they don't work at all. And they make $25,000 a year from essentially the casino. Yeah. And they think they're living high on the hog. You know, I want to tell them I paid more than that in taxes. Yeah, but they she her, they had bad or no credit, and she wanted to buy a fifty thousand dollar vehicle, well, ish. And I couldn't get her approved. And I told her yeah. on the phone. I said uh, it was forty something, like forty one thousand. And I said uh, I can only get you approved for twenty two thousand. And so okay. the tribe literally paid the difference as her down payment. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. Well, you know, the that's tribe the, was just like, no, nah, we'll, we'll take care of the rest. Yeah, well, the, that's what tribes do. Yeah. That is, that's what being in a tribe is about. And there are, you know, I've I, never I know, seen that I know before. He, I know here in Britain, there are, um, there are Muslim, um, uh, Islamic societies that do the same because many Muslims will not borrow money. Yeah. Um, I, I believe it's, I believe, interpret some, inter- I don't know the details, but I believe certainly in some interpretations of the Quran, you shouldn't borrow money from other people. Well, that's, and an, so, uh, or you shouldn't have uh, interest, is what it is. Yeah. So, so the, it's uh, not that you can't borrow money, it's that the lender can't charge an interest. Right. Okay. The, that's so actually anyway, in the Bible as well. Yeah. But, so there are, there are these Islamic yep. societies that allow people to buy houses and buy cars and that sort of thing by, um, by arranging the finance internally. And, uh, and you know, I think well, that's great. We, I, think, we, I actually have customers exactly the same situation. They're Muslim, a certain sect yeah. of, and they, they can't have interest. It's against their religious views. Yeah. So the lending institutions will give them a zero down or give them a zero percentage thing, but they're called, it's called buying down the rate. So let's say you're going to buy a $40,000 car at such and such percentage. And that means it's going to be about two grand worth of interest, right? Mm-hmm. They'll buy down it. So we will actually sell the car for $42,000 at a 0% finance rate. Right. Right. Okay. So basically what they're doing is they're paying Buying the interest the up front. Yeah. Right. And the person involved is then not borrowing mm-hmm. the month, borrowing the interest. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that that's a thing too. Um, it, some people I, say. I, I, I don't think. I don't think that fits within the spirit, because uh, presumably, because um, presumably the the, comp- the organization buying down the rate is effectively paying the interest. Yes, uh, and presumably they're Islamic as well. 
So. But if you if it is against your religious views and you don't have forty thousand dollars to buy a vehicle and oh, cash no, don't, laying around, don't give me. I'm not saying there's anything. I'm not saying there's anything wrong in principle. I'm just thinking. Right. It's just I'm I'm just thinking from a philosophical point of view. Oh, I agree with the, you. From a philosophical the, point of view, yes. The interest it, it, is still being paid. Yes. And therefore, you are paying interest, even yes. if the person borrowing borrowing uh, the person who's buying the vehicle themselves not paying it. Someone, someone somewhere along the line, that community it's costing you is money paying, is paying the interest. Yeah. And if you're not meant to pay the interest, then yep. You know, but of course, but, if you don't, if nobody ever pays the interest, then everyone runs out of money because that's but you, kind you, so. This came up at work because of yeah. some people were amazed and they thought it was, oh, that's just disgusting. What are you teaching these people? And other people are like, hey, this is, this is people helping people. Oh, she absolutely. couldn't afford this. Yeah. So yeah. which, you know, I, I, I think it's bad that they're not working and that they're just, they're living off of essentially welfare. When they're both able-bodied, they could go yeah. get a job and they would still get the 25000 a year. They'd put themselves in a way better financial situation, but they've chosen, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to take this money and okay. and do nothing, which is fine. I mean, that's your choice. I think it's a bad choice, but who the hell am I to say? Well, yeah, I mean, it's their community's choice. The community's paying the money. Presumably, the community could ask them to work for the community in, if they didn't have other jobs. There, there's an idea. Yeah, but... Um, but personally, again, I like it's the not fact our community, that... So no. We've it's got not. no right to, to say or to judge, to be honest. Um, you know? It's not a judgment, but you can have an opinion. Um, yeah. I would say that I like the fact that there are places like this helping other people. Yeah. I think as a, as a society, uh, a worldwide society, if we did more of helping each other and less of pointing fingers, I think we'd probably be a better place for it. But let's be honest, that's not going to happen anytime soon. No. Which is too bad because everybody would be listening to the show and be happy. Or helping them fall asleep. <laughs> so with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Tech Fan Podcast. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. We'd love to get feedback. It's the show at techfanpodcast.com. Of course, you could still go to techfanpodcast.com or the flagship mymac.com and leave a comment in the comment section of each post. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Maybe they won't kick us off Twitter. You never know. Yeah, it's, it's worth finding out. Um, you know, you can send us messages there. The show goes a lot better if we have feedback from you guys, so send in your feedback. We really would appreciate it. Um, I know there's at least six people listening, like we said. So, oh, seven. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. And uh, send us some feedback. We'd love it. David, next week we're doing childhood toys. Our fondest childhood toys on geeks pub yep. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that i've been mentally building a list of like like four toys that were kind of the pinnacle for me and uh you know i'm looking forward to hearing yours see if we have any kind of i i don't want to put it in the show notes because then you're going to see it and it ruins the surprise ah we'll have Ooh. to load them into the show notes just before the show just or just have your own notes i mean oh, yeah. that's okay, a do possibility that. as well yeah so with that, I will uh, see you next week, my friend. See you then.